Hey, welcome to Younger and Older. This is Jason and Dave hanging out at the beautiful studios of Relate365.com on the beautiful campus of Silver Birch Ranch in northern Wisconsin. And right now it's a nice blanket of snow covering the now sparse trees that I are want, here. I want to go skiing. I hope we get enough snow to make this trails nice again. Yeah. I really miss that. Well, and then we need cold weather to keep them nice, don't That's you? That's right. And, and of course, I'm the dot-com guy, so the dot-com guy goes skiing. Is, uh, Petey's with us again. Is, is it Welcome bad back, being, Petey. Hey. It's great to have it, you back. Is it bad being a dot-com guy? Because that's what I do. No. Yeah, you got your thing. Yeah. You, know, you got that, like, yeah. God-like. <laughs> that odd voice that's yeah. nice. and yeah. I, You're helping At least his, what I think God would sound like. That's right. Right, right now, his head is blowing. That's up right. Like I, <laughs> the whole... I'm in, I'm in a phase. I want to be the dot-com guy today. Right. So it's yeah. like, no. I'm today the, and every other day. Yeah, I'm the dot-com guy. So you just say that. There was one episode that I accidentally said the dot-com, and we actually had to start over. Yeah, we had to. He's like, we had what? to scrap it. He's like, what am I here better. for? Because right. I am the dot-com guy. That's right. That's, it's a very important role. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. It's crucial. I know. The young people are thinking, old people can be funny. Just humor them. Just humor them. Just nod and say yes. Um Petey, you, you talked last program. I invite people to go back to uh, Relate365.com and, and see what you said last time or hear what you said last time uh, about life and about coming to MBI. You said you were a worship pastor. Yes. What exactly is that? Yeah, it, I would break it down like this. Uh, practically, I was hoping uh, you're so going to break it down I, into a rap or something br- 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 when you br- br- said break, break it. Down. Yeah. I, <laughs> Which you have done, I've seen. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry. I, I won a rap contest, you remember. I don't remember that. Yes. Ask, I never saw proof of it. I never heard a Todd, syllable of it. Todd, There's the no evidence. voted me the best. No evidence. <laughs> Anyways, back to Petey, worship pastor. What is worship it? Pastor, I'm worship pastor at Christ Community Church uh, at the Aurora campus, Woo-woo. A-Town, A-Town down. Um, but, uh, I mean... Practically, what I would what I would uh, define uh, my job as it's full time. Um, it's it's creating uh, weekend services um, that uh, that that teach the gospel, teach truth about God's word, um, and I'm in charge of all of that. So um, that's kind of my overall blanket. And then mainly, um, I sing uh, and lead worship songs okay. um, and uh, other elements of the, the service that we do. Um, we're pretty, uh, We I think we would describe ourselves, uh, hopefully we would describe ourselves this way, is, is that we're um, a seeker-sensitive church with depth. Now, I know it's kind of like an oxymoron. It's like, what are you talking about? That's a big um, dumb guy, yeah, oxymoron. Yes, yeah. <laughs> but uh, we... we um, we're very intentional in our services, uh, very liturgical, okay. um, and some of that, that that word might spark different things in people's minds. But really what, what that means, it's, it's intentionality uh, within its flow. Uh, we're not just throwing up a couple of songs that are the hottest thing you know out there today and then like, all right, everybody sit down and listen to this message. It's, it's, uh, it's thematic. Um, we do a call and response type um, activities. Uh, we mm-hmm. do... Uh, Sometimes times of confession, uh, we'll we'll go through. We do communion once a month, um, that kind of stuff. So so uh, all of that to say, my job is just to be over all of that and make sure that it it runs smoothly and and uh, uh, working with volunteers uh, that are so great that help out with all of those service type things, um, and then lots of music, 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 music. music. Yeah. So um, when are your services? Do you have one a week? 
We have two. So at the Aurora campus, we have two at 9.10 a.m. and 11.10 a.m. Uh, the reason why there's the 10 is because we live stream our messages from our St. Charles campus. Okay. Uh, so whoever, whoever's teaching that day, uh, whether that's senior pastor Jim Nicodem or teaching pastor Clayton Keenan or others, uh, we'll live stream that from our main campus to the other campuses. But we do all of the um, other uh, worship activities um, live at the campus. So. Okay. Well, here's the million-dollar question. All right. What do you do the rest of the week? <laughs> <laughs> I get that. Yeah, no, do, you know how many do you get that get all that? the time? Yeah. You know, I know. I, since that's a question everybody might be asking, I want to ask. I mean, you're full time. Yes. Do you actually put forty hours into this? Forty five. Yes. Okay. So I, and that's just, and that's a great question. So many yeah. people ask me. They're like, so let's answer it what here do you and do? send them to the podcast. All right, we're, we're we're ending this question right yes. now. I'll just send them to him. Uh, so uh, I do a lot. Um, first, like I was talking about. Um, I, uh, for lack of a better term, manage the the volunteer team that I have. Um, And so we have, uh, at our campus alone, we have around 40 different people um, that I am um, in charge of uh, scheduling. Uh, So that's electric guitar, bass, drums, keyboard singers, uh, tech people. We have a media, we have a camera guy, we have lights, uh, we have sound. Um, and, and others. So, um, I'm, I'm kind of in charge of, of managing and leading those people. Um, uh, so, so that's a big, a big task planning center. We use planning center. I don't know if you guys know uh, what that is out there, but, uh, most churches use that for I don't know what is all it. their, so it's a, it's, it's a, a scheduling platform to schedule out services yes. and who's in it. Ooh, you're right on it, man. I'm yes. glad you're on our I'm team. The bee's knees. Yep. So if I play metal spoons, can I volunteer I'll, and play? I'll, yep. I'll request you. Wow. Is there an wow. instrument? <laughs> metal spoons? Please, if you rap, you, I could play metal spoons. Okay, yeah. very good. <laughs> Put me on that one. Put them together. What do you get? Sounds like a Swedish group. <laughs> Sorry. We digress much on this show. Yes. This and week. by the way, I am Swedish. I'm not making fun of anybody. I'm making Just fun of me. This is, I'm getting a glimpse of what happens up here in Wisconsin. Yes. <laughs> yes. There's yeah. too much snow. Yeah, hey. Spoon, yeah. spoon wrapping. <laughs> yeah, hey. <laughs> However, you need to know that the, the happiest people, the least depressed people in the world, they found, were those, I believe it was Norway, way north. Really? Yeah. Why did they say that? Because they actually, it's, it's one of the countries where, where these people are at. It's one of the darkest places in, the, in, in winter because the sun just goes to the horizon you know, and, and down. They say that because they actually look forward to winter and what it affords them as mm. different from the rest of the year. And so what they do is, if you ever notice the cross-country ski competition and all that, it's always won by, like, Norwegians. Uh, they love what winter affords, and they know that it can only happen in the winter. So they actually change their lifestyle. They, they go out skiing a lot. They have a lot of uh, get-togethers around fireplaces with hot chocolate. I mean, they do. And games, they play inside. I mean, it's like, oh, it's winter. We get to do this now. Sure. And that is what they concluded helps them not be depressed so they're focusing on what they're gaining rather than what they're losing exactly and what you can uniquely do in this kind of environment Uh, my wife and i've noticed that because we love skiing we ski every day when we can and and so when we get the snow on the ground go oh good we can ski today it's not a bummer there's snow on the ground you know and i think that makes a huge difference in life anyway we digress from we digress anyways back to (laughs) back to planning center yeah, so uh, a big 
chunk of that is planning center. So it's it's uh, it's it's making invites for for volunteers. Um, it's uh, putting the the music in to the system. Um, it's it's going through all the details of uh, the the Sunday service, uh, making sure that everything is in line there. Um, and so there is a lot of a lot of detail work that's done. Um, through that program and on the computer. So I tell a lot of people I basically have an office job and then I'm on stage for like an hour. All right. You well, know? You know, I'm and then there's obviously practice time. And there's time, practice right? time. Right? But yeah. but most of it is is in my office or I'm or I'm out um, with volunteers taking them out to lunch um, or or doing a project. Yeah, on the, the trip, relational so. side of yeah. things. Obviously you got forty people, it's not like it's all mechanical. You need to know those people and work yeah. with them and yep. um, and again and you have no problem filling up forty five hours. No problem at all, and usually it's it's you know More what what can I fit into doing that? So we do uh, at our church. We do a lot of planning. Uh, Tuesdays are our days that all of our um, pastoral staff will go to the St. Charles campus, and we do all of our like team meetings. So okay. adult ministries will have their meetings, student ministries will have their meetings, uh, creative arts has our we have our meetings, um, and what we do in those meetings is we're we're brainstorming. I'll give you guys a quick glimpse okay. into our process yeah. because we. As you know, we're a very detailed church. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> our kid, uh, we bring our kids up here to, to Silver Birch Ranch and, and love it. Uh, That's right. There's a there's a process. Yes, there is. Uh, so what we do is about nine weeks out, well, even before that, um, our, our senior pastor, Jim Nicodem, and teaching pastor, Clayton Keenan, they go through the entire year and see, okay, there's a vision cast of what, what do we want to teach our church um, and what seasons would would certain topics be best in doing that. So do we want to talk about money? Do we want to talk about how you manage your finances, how you give? Um, when would that be a, a best time to do that? You know, and, and we they, they lay out the series of, of how they're going to do that. They lay out, you know, uh, kind of a, a general, okay, this is what we're going to talk about in this part of it. This series is going to be three weeks long. This series will be... So they do all that ahead of time. And then we get that information as a creative arts team. And uh, we start to break down and brainstorm different ideas for uh, those series that are coming out. So we do that, I believe it's nine weeks ahead of time. So we're brainstorming video ideas, we're brainstorming uh, uh, worship songs, we're brainstorming liturgical elements like confession. What, what would be a great time to have a confession element here or a, uh, a thankfulness exercise, something like that. Um, and we brainstorm all of that out nine weeks ahead of time. And uh, by the time we get to I think it's seven weeks ahead, six or seven weeks before the service. We plan out all the songs together. Uh, we we lay out a couple of options um, thematically. What would what would work well together? Um, we always want to do at least one hymn um, as a part of our service because we believe that's important. It has rich theology, great right. truths that come out right. of it. Um, and church is not about just throwing out the the latest Hillsong Young and Free song and and jumping Touché. around and doing stuff. <laughs> uh, so. So that's very important to us. Um, so we'll, 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 but what that means is that there are a lot of meetings. Uh, there are a lot of creativity, brainstorming things that, that are coming up, and we probably use, you know, eight to ten percent of that stuff that comes out, and right. most of it is garbage, anyways. Right. Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like what that's most like, brainstorming. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but that's a lot of what we do. So it's planning those meetings and then it's, okay, how are we going to do that? I take that information uh, from our St. Charles campus meetings and I bring it to my campus and say, okay, how are we going to do this as a campus? Um, you know, this song is a little bit more difficult to pull off. 
who do I need on for that week? Like I need a bass player who can, who can play this, you know, this riff. And, um, so doing a lot of that kind of stuff. And then I also help out with, uh, the Aurora campus staff where they, we have our different programs going on and things. So if I'll help out with, uh, we have something called care night on Tuesday nights where that's, if you're going through something difficult, um, any, anything really difficult, if you, if you've experienced loss, um, if you're grieving, um, if you have uh, an addiction of some sort that you're trying to get over, if you're just discovering faith and you're like, I don't know what to do with this, you can come to Care Night and, and get plugged in with these group leaders. I'll lead worship for Care Night uh, once a month um, and and help out with the, the student ministry stuff. Sometimes I'll help out with um, with their music and helping them do their stuff too. So there, there are different things kind of juggling all over the place, mm-hmm. and that's how I fill my time. Yeah. Okay. Now, now people seem to have opinions on what's appropriate music for church yes they do yes (laughs) that was a good answer that was very very (laughs) thank you for that question i want to know how you deal with that because there are people obviously who come up and and really love what you do yes and there's people who criticize what you do and they might even throw theological reasons at you especially being a bigger church i'm sure you get so i want to know how you because you know, first of all, I would never want to be president of the United States, and I wouldn't want to be a worship director. Wow. Because... Oh, wow, you're on the same level as the president. How does yes. that make you feel? Well, I, the reason bad, is... Bad, very bad. Well, <laughs> well I've said I'm this... I'm questioning a, my life I've right said now. this a thousand times. So if you're in charge of anything, I don't care what it is, yeah. everybody can do your job better. So that I know. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to be in charge, president, senior pastor of a church, music, whatever... There's a lot of people that sit there to say, I could do this better. Yes. So you just got to get used to that and ignore it because yes. it's there. Yes. Um, however, there is valid stuff in there somewhere. Yes. And, yes. and I always say that, you know, look for that grain of truth in there, even though most of it you got to throw out yes. because that's the way life is. Mm-hmm. But I'm wondering, how do you handle, I mean, do you take the criticism personally? Do you, how do you handle when people come up and they start uh, whining? <laughs> Give me an example of a whining question. Uh, we need more hymns. This place is getting too liberal. Great. That's the, Those are both things that I've heard before. Yeah. Um, how I respond is this. I, I walk them through our, our process and why we do what we do. Um, and I, I try to uh, differentiate preference to what's best for the church. Uh, because it, hymns, it's, hey, we need more hymns. What is a hymn? Uh, <laughs> people have different, different definitions <laughs> okay. of it. You can write modern hymns, okay. uh, but for most people, hymns are uh, the older songs that have made it through uh, Christian history um, and church history that have kind of stood the test of time. Like a mighty fortress. Is like a God. mighty fortress. Amazing Grace. Okay. is like, you, we'll probably never not sing Amazing Grace in church, right. you know, unless somebody's yeah. like, this is the worst, and they, yeah. they try and get rid of it. Yeah. Um, you know, I... Crown him with many crowns. Okay. These are these are things that you're like, oh, what, do yes. you decide what hymns are? Uh, do I decide what yeah, they I are? I mean, somebody has to say this is a hymn. Yes, for our church context, uh, our senior pastor Jim decides. decides this is this is the hymns, and these are the hymns that we are going to introduce or. or keep within our church kind of book. Okay, that's throughout good. The I years. just wondered how that worked because yes. everybody's got a different definition yes. a little bit. Uh, so that's part of the process. So I, I walk them through that. I say, you may say, you know, we, we need more hymns. Um, what I say is we, we do at least one hymn per service, 
and we're very intentional about where we're putting those hymns. Um, it has to fit within a theme that we're trying to teach our congregation. Um, and I tell them, I say, hey, if it was up to me, I grew up in a charismatic, uh, non-structured church where we figured out what songs we were doing like an hour before the service. Right. Uh, and there were little to no hymns. Like I would probably lean more in that direction, or maybe I would say that a couple years ago. Um, I have a, an amazing appreciation for hymns today, and I use them, I utilize them um, uh, as much as I can. Uh, but I would say, man, if we're, if we're up to me, there are a couple of these songs on here you know, that we just did on Sunday that I probably wouldn't do. Right. Yeah. But it's not about me. Right. Mm -hmm. It's about the, the whole totality of the church. And I know that that song that I'm kind of like, man, I could do without that is somebody's jam. Yeah. And what I mean is not just there. Oh yeah, I'm feeling this. Like it has a very uh, important meaning to them because it connects them to a certain time or maybe a decision or maybe a truth that was revealed to them in their life. And, who am I to say, I'm just going to strip that away because right. I yeah. think it sounds old. Right. Um, and, and don't get me wrong. I'll, I'll complain about it sometimes and say, I, I wish we, you know, I, I want to do this thing. But at the end of the day, it's about the church. It's not about Petey and his songs that he wants to do. Right. Um, so, so I try and handle it that way. I mean, hopefully uh, most people don't really want to, talk about a lot of that especially like right after a church service it's right. kind of like in passing like right. it's too loud you know yeah. and they kind of <laughs> like see ya you know yeah. or, they, or they put an anonymous complaint card right. and we can't like like reach out to them and say hey let's talk about this what what do you mean by that what do you yeah. mean by we need more hymns what do you mean by you know like yeah. let's 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 see if we can you know chat about it um so over the years, I've learned that to, to approach it with, with great humility and then also being confident in uh, a, a system that we have and not just saying, oh, I do this because I like it. Right. Mm -hmm. Or I do this because I heard it on the radio or, you know, Hillsong just came out with this thing. And I'm not picking on Hillsong. Uh, I think they make uh, great music. But we don't, we don't do it just because it's there. Right. Right. I mean, even the process that we have in selecting worship music goes through a pretty rigorous process uh, where we will, once a year, uh, we come together as worship pastors and a, and a creative arts team, um, and, and also Pastor Jim and Clayton, um, and Clayton's our creative arts pastor, I keep referring to Clayton, but just so you guys know. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we come with all our songs that we think, these are great songs. We really think these are great songs. Um, maybe we should do that. Uh, we, we, should, we should add these to our kind of list of songs that we're going to be teaching in the next year. And we 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 like break them down theologically is there anything confusing is there anything that it's like man that seems a little off yeah. uh lyrically uh musically is it a song that people are going to be uh remembering yeah, able to you know sing even. and even it yeah rangy i mean like some of these songs is like i could sing them i like it's, single note gregorian chants oh nice <laughs> <laughs> we should add you know dave we will, for you, we will oh. add more of those songs. <laughs> Thank you very it. much. Yes. You That's are. another thing I would like to see you do. A Gregorian chant? Yeah. So now I have a, a I want to see you do a rap. <laughs> yeah. Now well, I want to see you do a Gregorian we gotta do, chant. We got to do like, what would even sound like this? Yeah. Can you give us a sample? I have no idea what they are even. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> I, I, the first I, time ever in I, history. Wow. I can hang on a note. I can hang on a note. So. <laughs> Mark it down, yeah. episode 170. Yeah, I assume by what you're saying that the songs that aren't hymns 
are still theologically sound. They are because very the, much so. The, the way we described hymns was they're, you know, theologically sound. Yes. Well, the other songs. Then my my first thought was so the others aren't. Yes. There that it's. Well, here's the thing. I think in in actual reality, uh, the hymns. The reason why uh, these classic hymns have made it through time is because they are good. Right. People have written a lot of crappy hymns. Yeah. You know, you want to know why you don't hear them anymore? Is because they nobody wanted to hear them anymore. Like yeah. <laughs> they didn't make it, right? right? Like, but people think some people think all these the hymns are the best. It's actually not true. It's just it. People have written tons of terrible hymns, right? And people have written tons of great hymns right. that we still sing. Same is true with with modern music. There's a bunch of music out there. Uh, I won't say which ones I think are are not good, <laughs> but there's a, there's a lot of poorly written worship songs right. just very poor say very little about who god is um say say and and some of it's just not true it's just confusing it's like what is happening here um but then there are also some very very good worship songs that come out uh, you just have to you have to pay attention you to spurred that, so. another question that might be hard to answer but you poorly written songs so you're not going to use those whatever it might be what about um people who come to you and say I want to be part of the worship team, and they got a terrible voice. They can't carry a, su- a tune, That's or, they, great. or they can't. I yeah, mean, how what, do you get out of the worship? You, like, what, yeah. I mean, they're coming to you, and, and they tell you this. It's kind of like um, that program, American Idol, whatever. Yeah, do you have where, tryouts where the grandma yes. should have told them they can't sing. Yes, you know, but now they're in front of like millions of people proving that they yes. can't sing. Yes, and somebody who's honest <laughs> is saying you can't sing. Uh, I don't know how many times I yes. sat in church and I thought, could somebody tell that person? They can't sing? Yes. Because they probably shouldn't be up there. But how do you do that yes. diplomatically? That's a great question. So, um, and again, I've learned a lot <laughs> from, <laughs> I from this process. It, so, so you, what you're saying is you no longer take the Simon Cowell effect. That's that's true, <laughs> yes. Uh, but here's what I would do. So I would say, we'll say Dave. Dave comes up to me and says, hey, I want to sing on the worship team. I said, that's great. Uh, let's talk about what that looks like as a part of the process. So we have uh, the process in where we, we fill out an application. Because first, it's, it's, uh, it can't just be about the singing. Um, you have to check their heart, right? right. So uh, there's a, a list of questions that we have on there. Give us your story. You know, tell us about your relationship with God. What what are the kinds of things that you're doing? Hey, are you listen are to you, Barry Manilow. I come know on, you say. know, you know. Uh, so so you you go through that vetting process first sit down with somebody and just have a conversation. Hey, you know, what what's going on in your life? Where are you, where are you serving? Where are you growing? What's, you know, what's happening there? Um, that that one has to be checked off first. So in Dave's case, that would be checked off. So that would be checked. So you, it, get, through, so you get through step one, This is Dave. great. You yep. get through security at O'Hare yeah, Airport. I got there. So you're and in. You're Dave's in. in. Uh, then we talk about uh, spiritual gifts. So if if somebody came to to you and said, I want to teach. And that's happened. I want to teach. Same answer probably you're giving. Right. Um, Then we say, okay, well, let's see how you teach. Right. Let's kind of test uh, test the waters and see if if I can affirm, because this is part of my job, and I'll I'll tell people this. Part of my job is to affirm or... Uh, not deny, but affirm or or redirect. Redirect to say (laughs) if this is... I think this is a spiritual gift of yours. Um, 
And it's now not is it a just, spiritual gift or just a talent? Yeah, I believe it's a spiritual okay. gift. Uh, because you're again, you're doing more than than singing. If it was a singing contest, sure, um, then it doesn't matter what your life looks like. I mean, plenty of singers have they have terrible lives. Uh, but this is this is uh, leading the church in yep. something uh, that th- they need to be led. Yeah, they need to be led. So so it's lifestyle first, and then second is the singing. So right. it's okay. There are practical things here. If, yeah, if, hand them a recorder and say, hit the play button. Say, hit it. Uh, yeah, I that, usually, that's I'll your play. gifts right now. Hit the play button <laughs> I will and let give this them, other person sing. <laughs> I will give them uh, a couple uh, options of songs, and they can uh, – I tell them, okay, for this song, I want you to sing the melody. I want you to lead this song. Do you know what a melody is? Yeah, yeah, the main line, man. Oh, boom. Wow. So I, I tell them to do that, and then I tell them for the other two songs, I say, you need to be able to sing harmony. So you need to. Do you be, know what that is, Dave? Oh yeah, that's the the other the other note. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds. You're not, that sounds you're good doing, with the, yeah, with you're the going, melody. You're doing great. And, I have had people to answer that question. Uh, I've never sung harmony before, but I'd like to try. And usually at that point, it's a maybe this isn't the thing for you, right? Um, because I, I I really believe you have to you have to be able to have those two things. So. Um, if you're singing on our team. And our church is um, a higher level of musicality church. Yeah. Um, so you need to be able to sing melody. Uh, you, you really need to be able to sing harmony and know what harmonies are and to be able to get there. Okay. Um, and so I have them do those two things, and I tell them up front. I said, I will be, I will be completely honest with you. I will not be harsh. Um, I, I will not. It would be an injustice for me to tell you something that was not true. To tell you if you if I if I say, oh no, you're a great singer, and and really it's something that you struggle with, you yeah. know. Um, so I said I'll be completely honest. Um, I'll be completely open with you, and um, usually I'll bring in another uh, a worship leader on my team uh, who's a vocalist. Uh, to come in and sit in on that as well and maybe help them out or maybe, you know, to get a second opinion because then it's not just, oh, well, PD thinks I can't sing, but my grandma thinks I can't. Right. Right. So um, I have them go through that process, and then um, at the end of it, I kind of rate it uh, on on a couple of different scales. I rate it on um, accuracy of notes, uh, tone, so you're blending. How do you blend well with – you're not just like – singing from the, for, from the rooftops, uh, you're, you're able to sing well with other people or, or the, the tone of a song. Um, and then, uh, your, 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 like your character of your voice, how, you know, so those kinds of things. And so I'll, I'll list them out very clearly. So it's not like they're just coming yeah, in. So you don't just sit there and cringe and, and say, I wish I, you know, I could tell him not to be here. Cause you actually help people understand this isn't for you yes. and you do it nicely. And that's an important yeah. message. And I hope, I, I tell, I hope they're great. Yeah. You know, I'm not like, oh, I'm going to nitpick and do this. Yeah. I hope they're great, and I hope that they can it, use that Do you that work gift. at developing people who can be developed? I try to. Okay, I, I, yeah, I, we, and we're running out of time. Yeah. But that, that is the, the other question, which we don't have time for today, but would be how do you handle somebody who starts to become the star and wants to be the star? Yeah. I mean, that, that would be another yeah, issue a, for that's me. That's a good one. Uh, mm-hmm. And we'll have to talk about it some other time when we're together, though. Yeah. No, I think it was very helpful seeing that insight. I think those are all questions that I think some people have asked at some point. And oh, def- just, definitely. It's one of those. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. <yeah. laughs> you yeah. can speak from experience on that one. Uh, but like Dave said, we're just running out of time with this one. I feel like it flew by. Uh, thanks yeah. for joining us again, Petey. We of always course, enjoy thanks for having, me. Appreciate having you, guys. you on the show and uh, just getting your insight. Uh, if you missed if you missed Petey, uh, whether it be this old episode or even the, our past episode, I encourage you to head over to relate365.com where you can download this podcast, re-listen to it. 
And if you want to get a hold of them, uh, get a hold of us. We'll we'll forward it to them. That's right. That's right. And if you have any other questions, or if you want to try out and give him your voice, if you live near his church, he come would on. love to have you come, and he can assess you and tell you. I can straightforward. do it. I can do it. Yeah, or if you want to, <laughs> or if you want the Gregorian chat, head over to Dave. But that's all that we have time for today. This is Jason and Dave on Younger and Older. We'll see you here next time. Take care. Bye bye. <laughs>